Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right. We just got the first Spider basketball game since what feels like forever. I think what was the last game must have been Duquesne, right? Last March. Um, we're fresh off the press conference, literally not even 10 minutes ago. Austin, you know, kind of shaky start defensively. You know, they gave up 40 points in the first half, but, you know, they throw out 47 points of their own, clean it up on on defense in the second half. You know, they they win that game pretty easily. It's probably a 20-point win without that garbage time three. What's your instant reaction? Um, Overall, I'm impressed. I mean, it's something we've talked about. First game, no exhibitions. It, it was going to be shaky. Um, and Moorhead State shot the ball well in the first half. They were – very contested looks. They were just getting things to fall, but obviously some big halftime adjustments that enrichment really just kind of settled in and things seemed to go the way I think just about everybody expected it to. So all in all, one and oh, great team win. And we got to see some guys as well. Mm. Yeah, de- definitely. I think it was really cool. You know, I- Isaiah Wilson was getting some good, good minutes in there and, you know, didn't do anything crazy on offense, but he had that and one to start and, you know, didn't hit the free throw, but um, you know, that was a really tough finish. You saw, saw some maturity from him. I think you saw him just, you know, from an IQ standpoint, I think, you know, he was playing really hard defense. He wasn't getting lost. He didn't seem to be getting confused. Um, so not a big sample size, but saw some encouraging stuff from him. Um, that's a guy that I think, you know, we've talked about could really slide in there early. And, you know, if he can start contributing threes, the more the merrier, um, you know, in that first half, obviously Nate was fantastic throughout, but I think, you know, I, I said in the beginning for them, it was really just defensively, um, they had nine turnovers too, which was especially considering they scored 47 points on nine turnovers in the first half. Like I can't even imagine what that margin is, you know, if, if they don't turn the ball over. Um, but, I, but I mean, the Eagles didn't really capitalize off them. I think they only had like four points um, off the turnover. So, you know, for them, like you said, you know, the Eagles in that first half, they're really hitting some tough shots. You know, sometimes you can't do anything about it. Um, I did feel like, I don't know what you thought. It felt like on some of the, like the multiple actions when they're just moving around, you know, having multiple cutters. Um, and then also just on the ball screens, the spiders looked a little bit lost and confused at times kind of early on seemed like they figured out in the second half. I don't know if you, if you noticed that, but I felt like they just weren't really up on the ball screens very much to start. Yeah. I, I felt, you know, they just needed to feel it out. It again, haven't had any exhibitions, but neither has anybody else in the country. So a good team, they proved themselves tonight by showing what a good team does. Team is not very good, not well coached. They roll over. They continue to play the way in the second half. They went in the locker room. They came out. I mean, and there was no looking back. But also, you know, we might have missed some of these big plays because, you know, we had our 25-second replays after every oh made basket. <laughs> so we, we probably missed half the possessions of the game, but. I, yeah, I think I, I think I went back and forth with someone on Twitter like this, but I saw more was it old folks country sausage ads than I saw <laughs> basketball plays. It was ridiculous. Yeah. And um, our guy Joe Schneider tweeted out, and I was thinking the exact same thing. He goes, like the only time that we're actually seeing made baskets is when we're missing made baskets, and then because they show the replay, then they go straight into the next basket. And they yeah. don't have time to do the replay. It was like like we were only seeing stuff because we're missing other stuff. So that was just terrible. Um, I mean, I guess, you know, I would know they were doing the Jumbotron, so I, I get that, but I don't know how they can't, you know, there's, there's barely any fans in the arena. Can no one say anything to the, whoever runs the Jumbotron show the replays? Um, so yeah, that was annoying. You know, that was funny seeing people uh, go back and forth there on Twitter. Um, what do you think of Tyler tonight? Tyler career high, 12 rebounds. 
didn't, you know, he, he had the charge. We, we've seen him do that last year sometimes where he, you know, kind of gets out of control going downhill. Didn't shoot the ball great. He had that first three, but he was just a freaking monster on the board. So I don't, I don't know what you thought, but I mean, yeah, no, I don't really was, need him to be that score. Right. And that, that kind of proved itself tonight where, like you said, he didn't shoot particularly well. But again, with this team in the depth, he doesn't have to. Mm-hmm. And if he can go in there and he have what, 12, 12 boards? Mm-hmm. Think, yeah, 12 rebounds. And again, I mean, he just gets up there for him. They're not just, you know, so goddamn high. He is soaring over top of people. And again, main thing, main adjective I've used for him was just athleticism. The dude's super athletic. And again, he doesn't have to contribute in for points if he can go in there and end in a possession for the opponent and start it just like that. So, no, I was really impressed with him. And again, he also showed um, he was a little more poised. He didn't seem uptight there were a couple games last year where you know i don't want to say he looked nervous but he seemed maybe unsure Mm -hmm. of kind of the situation but tonight he really seemed confident and that's a good sign for richmond fans yeah definitely especially when you think about you know that's that's a hard offense to learn as a freshman so so i think that you know that's part of it too is just you know not confidence because he's always had confidence but like you said getting comfortable you know feeling like you have that chemistry knowing where guys are going to be before um, so, so I think that's, that's pretty much it. And like you said, you know, I do wonder though, what do you think? So like, we both agree that, you know, he, he doesn't really need to be that score for them, but Andre didn't play tonight. Neither Andre played tonight. We'll get to get to that in a minute. Um, so Gustafson out, we didn't even really see Jai in meaningful minutes. I mean, he really was, you know, off the bench. It was basically Matt, Sal, um, and, and Isaiah. Do you think that, you know, when you go up against the Kentucky, right? Like Nate, and we're going to talk about Nate too, but you know, you can't count on Nate to give you. 10 for 10 shooting every night and they're about to play Kentucky. Does Tyler need to step up scoring the ball a little bit? You know, maybe he doesn't have to drop double digits, but you know, maybe give them four of seven from the floor and two threes or something like that. Yeah. No, as long as he takes good shots, if his shot selection isn't mm-hmm. super crazy. Yeah. Like you said, if he can contribute, get four buckets a game and go out there, get 10 plus rebounds, he doesn't need to be that guy, but hopefully um, Gustafson gets back. And he gets better soon. So, again, kind of threw off the rotation we've been talking about all offseason when we hear that Goose is out. But hopefully when he gets back, we'll see um, if Tyler really has to be that guy. But tonight he showed that, you know, he kind of had a Jacob Gilliard-like night where he doesn't light up the box score, but the rebounds, the Gilliard with the steals. I mean, he's just where he needs to be, and that that's what Mooney wants out of his guys, and it shows. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a perfect analogy talking about talking about Gilliard. So let's, let's speak of Jacob while we're on the subject, 13 points tonight, six of 13 from the floor. Couldn't really find it from behind the arc. One of one of six didn't get to the free throw line, but five boards, five assists. Um, He had, I want to say he had three steals tonight. Very stereotypical Jacob Gilliard game. I think that's what you're going to see from him all year. Um, But what I really noticed, and I don't know if you saw, but Blake, obviously 13, five assists. I think he had four assists in like the first, eight minutes or something. What do you see out of him from a playmaking standpoint? Yeah, no, not only were there assists, I mean, they were some great passes. He was finding, um, I, think it was, I think it was him that was finding KO early on. I mean, just some good passes and great cuts from KO. Um, Francis had, yeah, he really impressed me, you know, coming off of a, I don't know, how, I don't remember how many games he missed last year due to injury, but he looked like he had missed a beat and he's mm-hmm. ready to play. So no, I was, I was super impressed with him and Gilliard and with Gilliard, that man's hands are everywhere. I was sitting there watching it and I would be so frustrated playing against him. Cause no matter where you throw that pass, no matter what's going on, 
he's got a read on it. He's going to get a hand on it. So, again, yeah. he's just all over the place in the right spot at the right time. I think Chris Mooney said it perfectly in the presser too, where he said it was, it was one of the rare nights where you feel like he almost left a bunch of steals out on the floor where there are a couple where, yeah. whether it's, you know, cutting, you know, baseline when I, you know, for the offensive rebound, the defender pulls the board down, he'll kind of cut baseline behind the guy, try to slip it from him. A couple ones where he cuts the lane, he just comes up short. So it almost felt like a night where he could have honestly ended up with like six steals. Um, so he's, you know, it's, it's a real shame that he's not going to probably doesn't get a shot at the all time steals record just because of the shortened season. Um, so, so that's a shame, but, but yeah, I thought, I agree. I thought Blake, you know, he looked great. Um, I thought, I thought the most important thing is he looked controlled and poised, you know, only 11 shots tonight. You know, you've got to think when you're going against a plus 300 Ken Palm team, you know, that's probably a game that Blake looks at and he's chomping at the bit a little bit. He's thinking, all right, I'm going to get my shots up tonight, but he really didn't rush it. He didn't force it. Um, and it wasn't like, you know, he was out of control and reined it in, right? Like when they were struggling a little bit in the first half, he was actually playing a really good basketball out of the game. So. I was really encouraged by that. Um, I really love to see that. We got a hit on Nate, of course. We can't ignore player of the game, 23 points, career high, 10 of 10 from the floor. Um, so, Nate, jump shooting off the dribble? What the fuck is going on? Man, no, I was, you know, he's he was good for that, maybe won a game. But, man, he, he looked like he's been doing it for years tonight. Again, he's somebody, I don't know if he's just got a new dose of confidence. Um Again, he's always had that ability. And I guess maybe the loss of Sherrod kind of made him think, okay, maybe maybe I can be that guy. He, so, again, over the offseason, worked on his jumper, obviously. Um, no, I was super impressed with him. Because, again, the tough games that we would win last year, like I look at Rhode Island, he has his good games against these opponents. So, if he can kind of just get in that rhythm of, you know, doing against the Moorhead States and or probably would have been Detroit Mercy. Let's get that to Kentucky. Let's see. Let's see what happens. If again, obviously, I don't expect him to go the entire year shooting 100%. But if he shows flashes of that now, the ceiling is the roof, as Michael Jordan says for him. Man, that was great. That was great. Um, yeah, man. I think uh, you know, seeing seeing him hit drill that corner three. You know, like you said, you know, it's it's kind of like a Tyler thing, right? Where it's like, you know, we know who else is in this lineup. We don't need Nate to give you 23 a night. But that is more, not only is it more than an added bonus, but, you know, like you said, especially with Nick out, right? Like you got to think he, you know, knew he had to be able to shoot a little bit more. Um, you know, based on what I'd kind of been hearing, it didn't sound like he was really adding an outside game. You know, I think like when he came in last year, right, and he improved the free throw, he was a god awful sub 60% shooter, comes in, fixes the free throw. I think that was really visible, right? Because he has this like hitch in his shot. And, when he made that jump from sophomore to junior year with his free throw, where I believe he was over 80% last year, yeah. you could see that it was still kind of the weird 84. Yeah. 84. You'd see it was still a little weird angle, but he didn't have that hitch. Like the free throw looked pretty normal. And then the jump stop still had the hitch. So tonight, you know, when I saw him in practice, when I was there, and even tonight when he was hitting jump shots, like the hitch was still kind of there. I don't know. I'd have to go back and look at Tate and see if it's less of a hitch, if he's coming from the hip a little bit less. Um, so, so coming in, like even just watching him, it's not really something I expected to see, but, um, you know, he said after, you know, in the, in the presser, he emphasized shooting from the outside in the soft season, something he wants to be able to do. And, you know, gosh, without Nick in the lineup, if, if Nate can just, he doesn't even have to pull up, if he can just sit in the corner and make you, you know, keep the defense honest. I mean, that opens up so much and then talk about keeping things open for Tyler Burton to drive the lane. You know, because that's the thing when they share the court together, it's like, all right, now we're, you know, when they're out there and Grant's out there, it's things are bunching up. So, 
So I think that could definitely be a big game changer for sure. Yeah, definitely. If we do have to touch on one negative, I was not impressed with the free throw shooting tonight. Five of 12. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think I, I tweeted something on the first half when they were struggling in the game was staying close and Moorhead State was six of six from the line at that point, And the Spiders were one of three. Um, I've always been harping on them since last year. Even when they shoot it well, I think they need to shoot it more from the line, especially when I think about a guy like Tyler Burton. If he wants to take that next step and be that guy and, you know, run the ISO, be able to be a last uh, shot kind of guy when he's a junior and a senior, right? Like he's going to be, be uh, have to be able to attack you off the dribble. Um, you know, it's something like Jason Tatum, who I think is a player that he's um, said he wants to be like. That's a That was a big criticism of Jason Tatum when he hit that sophomore slump. Get to the free throw line more, shoot more threes, get to the line. So I think as a team, I'd like to see him do that more. Efficiency, like you said, five of 12, you're not going to beat Kentucky. You're not going to beat West Virginia shooting five of 12 from the floor. So they, they need to earn their points there, especially when, you know, when you look to Sunday, right, where that's a really young team. It's a lot of freshmen. You run a super complicated offense. That's going to be really hard for them to keep track. If you push the pace, you're going to get fouled. You're going to confuse them. You've got to connect. So, so I, I agree. I thought I was, I was disappointed with that, but you know what? It's early. It's the first game. You know, Grant, you saw him smile. He missed two free throws early. He was 71% last year. So, you know, let's keep an eye on it, but I, I wouldn't worry about it too much long-term. All right. So we got, got some questions coming in from the Twitter. Uh, first one was Colin Mulbone asks, what do y'all think Andre did or didn't do to have him scratch? So, so for, for a little context for the listeners, Andre, we are freshman six ten center didn't uh he was inactive tonight coach's decision in street clothes um no one they haven't the team hasn't said anything we don't know any specific reasons um chris mooney said here actually i have the clip here i can play it um here this is what chris mooney said on andre weir scraps let me know if you can hear this address andre weir tonight yeah you know andre has had uh, just a couple of of um you know, things that he, that he hasn't done uh, as well as we uh, expect and has, has not met the standards necessarily. He's a great kid. He has a chance to be a great player. Um, but, you know, we decided that that maybe he wasn't ready. You know, I, I think a lot of two guys in particular, Ryan Butler and Trey Davis, who played for us. And, um, you know, those, those guys, their fathers played at Richmond. And I can remember how special it was, you know, the first time they were suiting up and... Really means a lot to to me, to our former players, to our current players. You know, is is how much goes into being a Richmond Spiders basketball player, and uh, we just need a little bit more from Andre, and, and uh, I'm I'm confident that I'll do that. Thanks, Tim. So, what what's your initial reaction to that? I don't know about you, but it doesn't exactly sound like that's a. Uh he was having a bad practice and we didn't think he was good from a playing standpoint. Yeah, no, the whole, um, not up to the standards that right there kind of, kind of gave it away maybe without him really meaning to that there was something that he did maybe outside of basketball. Um, and again, it's hard for me to have any sort of baseline on this. Again, I haven't been around the Richmond basketball team since March. So I, I don't know, Andre, I don't know. Um, anything along those lines, but with what Mooney said, it for all we know, I don't say like you said, I don't think it was because of a bad practice. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, again, we're we're just speculating here, you know, based on that press conference. But 
it certainly doesn't sound like, um, you know, it was anything basketball related, but it also doesn't sound like it was anything too scary either. Um, you know, he called him a great kid, says he's a great player. And, you know, he's going to say that about everyone. But um, if I had to guess, probably just a freshman did something stupid, freshman do it. I'm sure he'll be back out in the court, whether it's this Sunday or um, um, in a few weeks. There's obviously some speculation going around on Twitter. Um, I tweeted something out, obviously. JOC tweeted something out about the idea of redshirting. Um, you know, I, I'm sure that's, you know, maybe still in play, but I'd be really shocked if they redshirted him. Um, you know, you and I have gone back and forth on here, but you know, when you look ahead, um, and, and now I will say preface this with Matt Grace really impressed us tonight. So maybe, you know, maybe they don't need him, but we've talked about right we, over and over again, like the whole slew thing where they played Jimmy Bell extra minutes last year, we've talked about, we think Andre could kind of fit that role. So you know, I, I'm sure, you know, maybe red shirts a thought, you know, they haven't really landed a, a major big man in any upcoming recruiting classes yet. So maybe the thought is, you know, maybe we red shirt him and we want to preserve him because we don't know if we're going to bring in another um, big man, you know, Grant's going to be gone this year, Matt and uh, Sal are going to be gone next year. So just a thought, I'd still be really surprised if they red shirted though. Yeah, no, I'm in the same boat with you as well. Mm. All right. So let's wrap it up real quick. Looking ahead to Sunday. How are we feeling about this game? We've seen Kentucky play a game. They routed Moorhead State. Richmond's played Moorhead State, probably not dominantly, but they also routed them. Um, you know, obviously late inactives kind of changed things. So, so what? How are we feeling going into Sunday? I'm excited. That's that's the best way to put it. Um, not only because it's on ESPN, we don't have to deal with YouTube streams anymore, hopefully. But um, no, I'm excited to see with this again. We've we've harped on it. The depth experience against like you said a very young Kentucky team and like Calipari said in the press conference on Wednesday if there's a team that's hurt most by not having fans in attendance it's Kentucky because he credited Rep Arena with being a good factor in their success over his years um, at Kentucky so that right there is advantage Richmond and again the experience lineup is especially in a year like this is the biggest possible advantage that you can have so yeah from a fan standpoint, the fan in me, I'm just super excited to be matching up against a team like Kentucky. But the real, the realist in me, I really do believe that this is a game that it's going to be close, but Richmond can win. I really do believe that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, you know, I, I I wouldn't say my my stance has changed really too much on their chances in this one after watching this first game. Um, you know, my only my only thoughts are, you know, I didn't. I, I thought Sal did actually get better. I thought he looked uncomfortable at first. He had two quick fouls. I thought he moved a little bit better laterally. I thought he just generally from last year, this year looks quicker. I think his handle looks better. Um, so I actually am a little bit encouraged by that. Um, but I will say, you know, Matt Grace looked awesome tonight. He looked stronger than he has been. He looked physical, but it's also more head state. They're over 300 and Ken Palm, you know, Kentucky, you know, I know Cal is talking, oh, we're not physical, blah, blah, blah. You know, he's trying to hype up his team, right? Olivier yeah. Sar is seven feet tall. Isaiah Jackson is, you know, six foot ten. Um, you know, Boston, Clark, those guys are six, seven. So I am nervous. I want to see, you know, Grant. I didn't I thought Grant looked kind of, you know, subpar on the on the boards. I remember one play I want to say was um Cooper went in, you know, kind of dribbled, pulled up about like free throw line to the mid-range. And Grant just got completely boxed out under the basket from a coming up to contest the shot. But then Grant was between his guy and the basket. So you'd think, all right, just turn around get the rebound. Right. I don't know if you remember this play, but he got turned around again. So he got screened out of the shot and then got turned around and let up the offensive rebound. So 
I thought, you know, I think he only had one rebound in the first half too. So this is going to be a big, tall Kentucky team. I'm a little nervous on the rebounding front, but Richmond did crush the Eagles in the paint tonight. They absolutely dominated them. Um, let me see here. I want to say it was like 40 52. something. 52, 52 points. Mm-hmm. They doubled up Moorhead State in the paint, 52 to 26. So that's awesome. So mm-hmm. if they can do that, if they keep doing that, you got to think that leads to more free throws. So a lot of positive signs, um, things to be nervous about. It's a number 10 team. It's still their home court. They're still the favorite. But, you know, if, if you're a mid-major coming into this game and, and you're Richmond, you have about a health aside, everything going for you that you can. So a lot of things to look forward to. 100%. All right. I think that's going to do it from us. A little quick hitter, 20 minutes for y'all, post-game reaction. We're going to be back, uh, dropping something probably Monday, um, doing something after that Kentucky game. So stay tuned, Spider fans. Great win. First night, basketball's back. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v 
on YouTube.